In this episode of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast, we're doing things a little bit differently. I want to give you a glimpse into what it looks like, or what it sounds like, I should say, when I teach a live class in the Shopkeeper's Lab membership group. So I have two membership groups, the Shopkeeper's Lab and Master Shopkeepers. In the lab, every month, I teach a 30-minute, or I try to keep it to a 30-minute live lesson in the group. Sometimes there's slide decks, sometimes there's information. And sometimes it's just me teaching. There's often a lot of engagement, which I love. Lots of comments, lots of conversation. Um, In this particular class, we cut out some of that additional dialogue because what I really want to offer you is a 30-minute lesson on omni-channel retail. I'm answering the question, what is omni-channel retail? Because so many of us have been hearing this term, but we don't know exactly what it means. And I'm hoping this short maybe I think it's 20, 25 minute lesson, will give you a glimpse into what omni-channel retail is and how you can start implementing it for your retail business, if it makes sense. I hope you enjoy this lesson and we'll be back next week with a regular episode. Have a great week. Independent retail business can mean so many things these days. A brick and mortar store, an e-commerce business, a maker's online shop, a booth at an antique mall, and more. No matter which category you're in, Kathy Cruz, a fellow retail business owner and retail educator, will teach you how to market and manage your business efficiently so you can spend time doing other things you love. Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. I always say that this lesson in the lab, it's supposed to be 30 minutes and it goes over, but I actually really think today's lesson is only going to be about 30 minutes. And the reason why I wanted to do this lesson is, and I just got off a call with a one-on-one client and she asked what I was coming in here to teach about. And I told her, and she was like, what does that mean? She's like, I heard you say that word, omni-channel. And she's like, I have no idea what that means. And I just want to preface this presentation by saying, the omni-channel may be not for, it may not be for everyone. So don't feel pressure to implement omni-channel retailer if maybe it's not a good fit for your business model. I'm coming in here not to say that everyone should be omni-channel, but I'm coming in here to address the question, what is omni-channel or what does it mean? Or how do you even begin to, if it is ideal for your business model, how do you even begin to implement the things that you need to implement to start becoming an omni-channel retailer? That's what I wanted to do today, and I thought it would be helpful to do that. Shopkeepers across the country are expanding and opening up new locations by partnering with Honeycomb. Forward-thinking entrepreneurs like you that created your business for your consumers are unlocking much-needed funding by allowing your community and super fans to invest directly into your growth. To learn more about how community capital can help you open your next location while embracing your ability to market your brand and increase consumer engagement, visit honeycombcredit.com brand. That's honeycombcredit.com brand. So what is omni-channel retail? It's really just an integrated approach. It's it's really taking the online parts of our business and merging them with the brick and mortar parts of our business so that everything is unified. 
And then the other part of it is, is it is an online experience. It goes beyond the brick and mortar store. It's, it involves people browsing or shopping on a mobile phone, maybe shopping on your website on a desktop, but that both of them serve customers well, not just one over the other. It's social media. It's selling on social media. It really is bringing in, aside from having your brick and mortar store, bringing all of your customers into the online experience, into your brand and into your world of whatever products that you're selling. And then the other part is it's where customers are spending. And I wish I would have quoted this. I I try to be pretty good about this, but it um, it was a bit of information I thought was interesting. It said customers spend more on brands with the smart omni-channel strategy but only 22% are making omni-channel a priority. Now, that 22%, I don't know if it's big national box retail stores or if that's incorporating all of us as indie retailers. I don't know. But I'm pretty sure overall this is a pretty accurate statistic. Most of us are not incorporating omni-channel retail into our businesses. Okay, so... The next part, I thought this was really interesting, and I'm going to read this word for word because this was on Square, Square Point of Sale, the point of sale system most of us are familiar with, whether you use it or not. I feel like most retailers at least know what Square is. You know what the point of sale system looks like. You know their logo, and not everyone uses Square, but I thought this was a pretty good definition. And on their website somewhere, they described it as meeting people on the channels where they are shopping and buying, whether it's in a physical store or an online store or on social media. And then it's connecting the dots between those channels. The purpose is to keep customers moving around within the brand ecosystem with each channel working in harmony to nurture more sales and engagement. I love that they use the word ecosystem, and I'll have a visual to kind of represent that if you're still trying to understand how it all works. But I thought that was a great definition. Okay, so this was a big aha moment for me when I first started learning about omnichannel retail and what it means. And it's also a good representation of some of us who are heading towards omnichannel. So obviously, there's a single channel kind of retail business. It's the, the only place a customer can shop with you is in your store. That's it. And that's what this little symbol, little symbols signify. One customer, one store, it's the only way to shop with you. The next retail channel is multi-channel. And that may be that you have a brick and mortar store and you might have a website or maybe you do postcard kind of marketing and it gets mailed But all three of those are really kind of separate entities or separate channels to get to your business. They don't really connect to each other and they don't, those systems don't really communicate with each other. They're separate, but you're offering your customers multiple ways to shop with you or, you know, find you. And then the last one is omni-channel retail. And that's where everything connects. That's where you see like the spider web. And I will give an example of what an omni-channel retail experience looks like for a customer next. So I won't get into that now. But this essentially is the customer in the middle and all of these parts and pieces. They're not separated. They're all connected and they somehow communicate with each other. So again, I'll explain that 
in another example, but are you a single channel, a multi-channel or an omni-channel? I, you know, I want to be an omni-channel. I want to be that omni-channel. I can think of a couple, there are a couple people in, there are a couple people in Master Shopkeepers who are for sure omni-channel and they're incredible at omni-channel. So let me move on. Okay, so the other thing that I want to point out is that simply selling products on multiple channels doesn't create an omni-channel experience. A really good example is my own store. I have the brick and mortar store. We have a website, um, but just because maybe I have a customer who shops online in my store and that same customer shops in our store, I'm still not providing them a full omni-channel experience. I'm getting there but I'll explain why next. I just want to point out that just because maybe you offer an online shop like an e-commerce in a brick and mortar store, it doesn't mean you're giving them the full omni-channel experience. Okay, so this is why micro retailers should embrace omni-channel. Um, it's a bigger opportunity. Uh, it says based on statistics, it's likely that your competitors haven't yet implemented omni-channel retailing. Um, again, if you go back to the 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 stat that said only 22% of retailers are starting to embrace this or have implemented it, um, again, there's your opportunity. There are more shoppers. Nearly 75% of shoppers say they use multiple channels to compare prices or use in-store tablets to shop online. And I don't want this to cause like the panic of like, well, I can't compete with Amazon. We are not Amazon. We're not meant to be Amazon. And even if people are doing research about prices, it doesn't necessarily mean that they won't come to your store. If maybe they read your website or for whatever reason, your brand resonates with them, they might dump whatever website they were going to order from before to come to your store if they find that you're right around the corner. We've had that happen on several occasions <clears throat> where they could have bought, we sell paint in our store, they could have bought the paint. And once they learned that they had someone local that they could come to, they came to us. So that's that part of this slide deck is not, or slide is not meant to discourage you or have you feel like, well, I can't compete in terms of prices. For me, I don't even think about our prices. It's more about what can I do to draw customers in or what part of my brand can be appealing to them that will bring them in because not everyone cares about price. Although my sister would argue that I'm the complete opposite. I don't, I actually don't always care about price. Sometimes I do. On average, the other reason why micro retailers should embrace Omnichannel is because statistically it's shown that the consumers are spending more when this happens. There's an increase in average transaction size. So that's another great reason. And then customer retention. When you're a full Omnichannel retailer, there are several ways that you can keep people within your, I guess, ecosystem. It's either, you know, having them sign up for SMS that's text texting, text messages, having them sign up for email marketing, all of those ways that you capture their information and kind of keep them in. So you keep communicating to them until the point that they go from a cold, maybe like a cold customer or cold audience to a warm audience to a hot, hot audience when they actually come in and buy from you or buy in your online shop. Okay, so here's an example of an advanced level omnichannel experience. Maybe someone finds, uh, finds you on your website, they browse, they buy something, and then 
Maybe you send them a postcard in the mail because now you have their address. And that could seem like old school, but it's just kind of an example. Maybe you send them a postcard in the mail or maybe in their package, you throw in a card. And so many people in in Shopkeepers Lab do this, where you throw in a promo code or a link to a special landing page that takes them there. And now they get, maybe they didn't get on your email list when they made the purchase, but now they go to the special landing page or they use the code and now they're on your email list. It sends them to your website. So now they're still moving through the system. It sends them to your website to a different page. They now get, an, maybe they don't buy anything there, but now they get an email that's, you know, two weeks later that's talking about an in-store promotion or maybe nudging them to come in the store to redeem or whatever percent coupon or talking about an in-store event and now they come into your store. So it's literally taking that customer through all of these channels and it's pretty much all through your website. But, you know, this is a package and this is a postcard and then it takes them to the website and then it takes them to email and then it takes them to the store. But the whole system is almost like communicating or capturing information about the customer or bringing them back in to push them either to the store to keep shopping with you online. So, for instance, if you were to break this up into multi-channel, maybe your customer buys something online from you, you send the package but you don't throw a postcard in there to nudge them to go back to your website and it doesn't point them to another landing page or promotion on your website. That's where it kind of gets cut off where it's like you either shop in the store or you shop online and we call it a day. You're not doing anything to keep the customer journey going and maybe your system can't store all of those parts and pieces so that it seamlessly takes your customer on this journey. I hope that makes sense, but that's, you know, a simple, some of these experiences, omni-channel experiences could get really, really involved if you add text messaging in there or anything else. Um, And again, if it's all like, let's say, for example, you Shopify, Shopify is a really good example of a platform that provides, you might have to get a bunch of apps to do it, but provides retailers the ability to provide this kind of experience. And not everyone can do that. I think Square is heading that way. They're trying to do that. They're probably pretty close. I think their weak link is their website. And for whoever said, I'm not sure how Omni and Multi are different, can you just let me know that I clarified that with this slide? Like so, yeah. Actually, I didn't think about some some of the different brands for the different business models. That's good to know, especially if anyone else is watching this that has because I imagine like so is like really good for fabric stores, quilting stores, sewing workshop stores, any of that where it's like cut pieces of yarn or fabric or yarn stores would be another one. I just mentioned that, but I'm going to share that just for anyone that's watching that might have that kind of business just in case it's helpful. Okay. So then the question is, are you overwhelmed yet? (laughs) Because I know sometimes you're just like still trying to wrap your brain around it or trying to figure out like, how do you even begin to get there? Because there are so many pieces that involve technology. So I have a list of like 10 suggestions that maybe you can slowly start to implement to get you towards omni-channel retail if it's good for your business. Again, I think it's said at the beginning that maybe it isn't for everyone. Okay, so what can you do to get started? The first one for me is to really understand your customers 
get a baseline understanding of is omni-channel channel something for them? Like, does it work for your customers, especially lo your loyal customers? Do they want to shop online? Do they want to get text messages? Do they like to get emails? Do they want to buy from social media? So one good way that you can do this is maybe like a customer survey, or maybe you already know just based off, off the interaction you have with your customers that this is the direction you should be heading in. Number two is um, start using email or text marketing. And I know there are quite a few people in here who say all the time, like, I want to start email marketing, but I don't know how to get started or I don't know what to use. But, you know, if you start at least capturing the information, have that list out for people to sign up at your desk. It seems really old school or at your checkout counter, but start getting their information doesn't mean you have to implement it right away, but maybe like, let's say you're to switch platforms and go to a platform that does embrace omni-channel or gives you the tools to do it. Now, maybe you have a list of 300 email subscribers. Now, I wouldn't wait a year to email them. It's still not impossible to reach out. Don't be afraid. There are things that you can do to kind of warm them up. You can use humor in your first email. Like, let's say, for example, you've had this list for like a year and you don't know what to say, and you're like, okay, I'm going to start emailing, but now it feels really awkward. You could use a little bit of humor. Um, I bet you if you Googled, there's probably some really funny captions that you can use to kind of get people's attention. But use a little bit of humor to kind of war start to warm them up again. Let them know that now you're in their email inbox, but you wouldn't take advantage of that. You're not going to spam them all the time with emails, but you do want to start connecting and sharing information about the store. Next is social media, of course. I know most of us use it. That's usually not a big concern. But maybe if you're holding back there, especially on making your post shoppable, that's another way to, to start embracing omni-channel retail. Go ahead and figure out, follow the tutorials in your point of sale system and figure out what it is that you need to do to make those posts shoppable. It seems like a lot of the glitches that most of us were experiencing in years past with that, it seems like it's getting a little bit better. I've seen, especially over the past year, a lot of improvement around this, a lot of improvement around being able to tag our posts with our products. Every platform is a little bit different. They do make it fairly easy. Shopify makes it easy. Um, I was even using WooCommerce before we just launched our new website. And it wasn't that hard. It takes a couple of tutorials that you want to watch, but go ahead and do that. Um, teamwork is important because once you start to implement this, if everyone's just used to cashing people or checking people out at a counter and no one on your team is familiar with um, how to do these things for your platform, it's going to take teamwork. It's going to take some education and it's going to take some training. Okay, so those are four things. And then I added this little statement at the bottom with omni-channel retail, it's all about making the customer's life as easy as possible. And I thought that was really important because we can talk about revenue and we could talk about everything else, but that's really what omni-channel does. Like we're meeting people where they are now, especially after the pandemic or since the pandemic. So many people have shifted to buying online customers that we, customers of our own that we didn't expect to be shopping online. Now they do. So make sure that you're, you know, if you're doing this, remind yourself that the work is going to be worth the effort because it's going to make their shopping experience or just their experience overall with you better.
Okay, so here are some more ideas. You want to make sure, particularly if you're going to start embracing omnichannel, that your website's mobile friendly. It has to be mobile friendly because if what we're talking about is creating this whole kind of ecosystem to make it easier for your customers, they have to be able to shop and browse your website on a mobile phone. Um, social media selling, and we've all talked about this in the group too, the taggable posts, the shoppable posts, Facebook Live sale events. We talked a lot about that over the past year, or even comment selling like programs like Comment Sold, which I don't use, but I know for those of you that do and you hop on regularly and your customers really love it, those are other elements to the whole omni-channel system. I'm on Shopify. I'm sure it's super easy. I just have to learn it. Yeah, I just did it. It was really easy. It's like in your settings, maybe, and then you click on the Facebook, might even be on your like main dashboard because they want you to connect to it. Click on the Facebook button, start to connect it from there. They make it pretty easy. Um, The next one is e-commerce. Of course, you want to have an online shop. And then of course, if possible, yes, you could just offer local pickup. But if possible, start incorporating shipping. So many of us did that, but there are still some members who have not started shipping because they feel the learning curve to ship is too much for them. There's a whole workbook in the lab in the academy about shipping. So if this is you, I just want to make sure that I mention, grab the workbook, do you know, start to implement the things step by step. Um, shipping shouldn't have to be that complicated. It is like initially a little bit of a learning curve, but if you just kind of, I even give a checklist so you can like start to check off all the things that you're doing to get yourself to the point that you can start shipping. And then the Facebook pixel, I taught a lesson here in the lab on the Facebook pixel, what it is, why it's useful. Go ahead and watch that. It's all kept, I think under unit five in the group. Watch that class on the Facebook pixel if you don't know what that is, but that's another important part of Omnichannel. And then I added a note in here that Disney and Starbucks get the Omnichannel experience right, like down to the smallest details. There's a member of Master Shopkeepers who used to work for Disney. I don't think she's on this lesson right now, um, but I'm sure she could probably speak to this. Like they cover it all. When you think about the Starbucks app and how they get you back and how you get the rewards and how you can store your gift card in the app. You can use the gift card in the app, in the store. You can scan it. You don't even need your wallet. Like when you think of true omni-channel retail businesses, Disney and Starbucks are probably two of the leaders. And then the last slide that I have is just to keep it, keep the momentum going. Find the point of sale systems or those systems that really are going to help you implement all of this. Do the research, ask in the groups. The one thing I can't say enough, ask all of the questions in this group. That's why everyone is here. There is no stupid question. There's no question where anyone's going to mock you or make fun of you for asking. Like we've probably all been there. We've probably all had the same questions. You know, if you're trying to navigate picking a system for your store, if you haven't opened yet, or if you know you hate the system that you have, please, please go ahead and use the group for that. Ask as many questions as you want. You can ask questions all the time. And then the last one is customer convenience, you know, offering in-store pickup, curbside pickup, 
Even like things like your return policy, like giving the customer an ability to return by mail or return in the store, all the things that make it convenient for your customer to shop with you, but that don't make it in your so challenging in your system that you're like, I don't know how I would handle that or I don't know how to offer that. It, the, the systems are separate, that kind of um, those kind of roadblocks. That's what we're trying to eliminate here by going omnichannel. And then there's another um, statement here. It says you can have amazing mobile marketing, engaging social media campaigns and a well-designed website. But they don't if they don't work together, it's not omnichannel. And that's, you know, I've, I've said it. I'll be the first to say I know personally my business is not full on omnichannel yet, but that's what I'm working towards. And then someone says I may already be omnichannel light. I like that. Baby steps, right? Like. We have to work towards towards it. Having something like this, a full omnichannel retail business, it takes time, um, and it take it does take technology. But was this helpful? Does this help clarify the difference between single, multi, and omni? I just want to know what your questions are. And I feel like today I kept it at around thirty minutes. Not not too bad. I want to mention a couple of things. We are. I am going, I, although my virtual assistant doesn't know this yet, I meant to ask her today. Um, next month's class is hopefully going to be about how to work with the virtual assistant. Because the one thing that I find is a lot of members are solo shopkeepers, or maybe you have one part-timer, but what you could really use some help on is the administrative stuff uh, using like even the email marketing or scheduling social media posts or doing some of the administrative work, all of the stuff on the back end. And I already know from working with some master shopkeepers who went ahead and hired VAs last year that it's been incredibly helpful to their businesses too in particular. So I think it's an important conversation to talk about because I think what happens is we're like, okay, we want to hire one, but what does it mean? Or how do I even get them started? What, what could they do for me is another common question. So I'm going to make sure um, that my VA, it's kind of like the, the class that I did with Jamie teaching us how to write product descriptions. I'm going to bring my VA in or I'll bring in another VA in if my VA can't do it just to have the conversation so that you could kind of all understand what would that hire look like and what could they do for you. And then the last thing that I want to mention is the retreat. I'm actually getting ready to post on Facebook and Instagram about two more sessions that I added for the two day lineup. One of them is going to be me presenting on systems and processes. It was the one thing I really think it was like one of the podcast episodes and I recently ran a poll in Master Shopkeepers. Just retailers are really interested in learning how to do this. So one session is going to be about how to implement systems and processes to make your business run better. And then the other one is I've been wanting, I've been working on this for a long time. It's an ebook on getting your business seen, how to get more foot traffic, how to get more people to your website to shop online with you. It's an ebook that I'm in the middle of designing now, but everyone who attends the retreat will get a printed copy of that. And that is one of the sessions as well. So the last day for early bird tickets for the retreat is May 31st. I can't wait for this. Um, I don't know if any of you checked out the farm property, Fruktaven Farm. It's in Greenville, Michigan. A master shopkeeper member owns it. The whole thing's incredible. We'll be moving around different areas of the farm. The farm is a cidery. 
It's a, um, it has a couple of 100 year old barns. It has a fresh food marketplace. It has um, April's Pink and Frillo's boutique shop. It has this really cool coffee shop. It has these little mini um, grain bins, or some people would call them silos, but they're little mini grain bins where we're going to go out for like photo opportunity. The VIP dinner is going to be incredible. We're going to have a local band, like a, a two man or a one person band, maybe a one woman band playing live music. And I'll have a, an exclusive guest interview during that dinner. And it's going to be locally catered by an incredible husband-wife catering team. So all of it, like all the details are really starting to come together. If you guys have any questions about the retreat, please let me know. I'm happy to answer. But it's on the website, SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash retreat. I think we're almost at 30 attending. And that's really fun. And I can't wait for this in September. So I don't see any other comments or questions but you all know if you have anything to ask at all, especially around this, or you want to start asking questions on how to get you to this point, ask away in the group. Don't be afraid to do that. So I will be back in here in another month with that other lesson. And if you have any suggestions too for other live lessons, please let me know. I'm happy to take suggestions. It's not just about what I want. It's really what all of you want and how I can help all of you. All right, everyone. Have a great night.